Gone are the taboo days of pot. As cannabis becomes increasingly celebrated, understood, and legal, it's still a long way from eradicating the stigmas created from years of misinformation. We're investigating facts, cutting through fiction, exploring medical solutions, and sharing the stories of the people making it all possible on the Cultured Cannabis Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Cultured Cannabis Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Ariane Richards. Ariane, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. But you do like to go by Ari, right? Yes. Ari, did I say that correctly? Yes, you do. Okay, cool. But tell me tell me about you know the, the title and, and, and just a little bit about you and how you got into what you do. Yeah, so I am a certified cannabis interpreter, um, which basically is the science of evaluating cannabis flower um, through physical inspection and aroma. And the prime reason for interpreting is to inspect the cannabis to make sure you're getting a good product. Now, I, wa- I want you to be clear, though, just because the first time I heard it, I wasn't sure. It was like, in- not interpreter. Mm-hmm. Interpreter. <laughs> interpreter. And, like, you know, hey, that's a play yeah. off of terpenes. Of course, of course. You know. so, no, so now, basically, you're an expert in pot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, in terms of the way you a- approach looking at something like that, you know, is it kind of the same way? I, I understand, too, that you-, you have a passion for wine as well. <laughs> but is it kind of similar in that? Like, you know, you're smelling it, you're looking at it. Tell me a little bit about the process behind it. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. definitely similar. So... If I was to get a bud, Mm -hmm. um, I have a jeweler's loop. The first thing I would do is take my jeweler's loop and physically inspect the cannabis to see if it's anything I even want to ingest. Interesting. Um, I'm checking for mold. I'm checking for bugs. Um, Wow. Yeah. And you'll be surprised at what you find. No. Um, You know, there's definitely been vending events I've went to and... The last one I went to, I remember I bought some cannabis and I got home and what did I find? Bugs. <gasps> and it just made me think like, how often have I smoked right? something with mold or bugs or any other? And now you're not talking about bugs that you can just see with the naked eye necessarily. Right. These are, they're small because I'm, I'm looking with my jeweler's loop. Right. You know, and so I have one that has that I can see really, really closely. Then I have another one that actually has a blue light on it. So you can <gasps> see the mold or yeah. mildew or anything that's on the Oh, bud. interesting. Yeah. I never, I, wow. So how does that even happen? Is it, more, is it more just the storage of it? Is someone just being careless with it? How, how does stuff like that happen? It, it has to do with how they're growing it, you know? Um, fortunately, I haven't seen anything like that come out of the dispensaries at this <laughs> good, point. Good, good. <laughs> But I'm always checking. You That's, know? It's important. You got to yeah. know, right? I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm the same way. But how did you even get into it? Like, why? How, how cannabis? And you know, what what's the passion behind it for you? Oh man, I've loved cannabis for a really long yeah. time. Probably earlier than I should have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I have been doing work with youth for a really long time, and the nonprofit just you know took a different turn, and I felt like it was time for me to take a different turn. And why not do something that I love? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, let me start seeing what's going on here in Illinois, you know. This was before recreational happened, but I knew it was definitely on the horizon. And so 
I took it upon myself to just start getting educated. You know, that was the main thing. I started going to expos, events, taking workshops. Um, and then one of the most important things to me was to make sure I align myself with organizations that have the same thoughts and outlooks that I do, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. especially with social justice. For sure. Um, so Chicago Normal is definitely caught my eye. You know, um, they're definitely about empowering black and brown folks in this industry, oh, which really? is needed because, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you know, it's mostly male and white. It's just like it is in a lot of business. <laughs> yeah, right? a lot yeah. of things. And why, why, why aren't we involved in it? You know, and I think it goes deeper than that too. You know, it's not just without, I mean, politically, but obviously there's a lot of strife in in you know culture right now and in society, and and it's understandable why. But I, I think it is. It feels like oppression, right? It, it doesn't feel like there's a clear and easy path for that, which I think is what yeah, I think you know you're saying in so many words, right? That mm -hmm. it it just needs to be more readily available for those communities that just they're making it impossible. It almost seems. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, because, you know, I was a patient in California for, I lived out in Oakland for five years. Okay. And, um, you know, when I moved back here, you know, you could just go in to a place in Oakland like, yeah, I'm having pain. There, It's not a huge deal. Right. Then I moved back here. Now, were you there during the time when it was recreational? No. Oh, okay. I haven't even been back to the Bay Area since oh, it's been wow. recreational yet. So oh, I'm, interesting. I'm looking forward to that. But it was... But it was just as easy back then being medicinal. Yeah. It, it almost was, seems that way. Like yeah, it, was it seemed like it was recreational, but you just had to go yeah, get something yeah. for it. You right, know, right, right. just basically paying some money yeah. out so you can have your car, yep. you know. Um, so when I moved back here, this is just very strict list, you know, of certain ailments. And right, that was it, right, you right. know. And so I didn't qualify for any of those, because these are pretty serious. Oh yeah, no, it's like ailments. life and death or yeah. chronic or, you know, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, they do know those aren't the only people who need cannabis, right? Yeah. You know, because I myself, I suffer from PTSD, you know? I'm born and raised in the city, and I've seen some things that I wish I have never <laughs> seen, or, yeah. you know? Of course. And. The funny thing was when I was going through getting my diagnosis, it was just kind of shocking how much I realized I had experienced, you know, and just not even thinking of these little things. That you're suppressing for most of your life yeah, anyway, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. These little things. And, and they manifest in very physical ways. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I've personally witnessed, you know, during this pandemic, you know, a lot of people who are stressed and, you know, things are manifesting physically. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. I just read somewhere, too, that even the divorce rate amongst newlyweds is astronomical. I like, am not surprised. But it's just crazy, right? It's these things that oftentimes are, are just, they're physiological, but they're mental. And, and, you know, just, again, everything you mentioned before, like being that cannabis does, I don't want to say solve problems, right? Because mm -hmm. I, that, 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 I don't. And maybe you have a different opinion, but I don't think it helps you. It just it's not, it's not a quick fix. It's not a you smoke it, you know, you, you ingest it, whatever it is, and all of a sudden your problems go away. Mm -hmm. But I think it does put you in a clear place where 
you don't have those fearful emotions, right? It's mm-hmm. almost like a, a clear thinking mm-hmm. that allows you to even form those thoughts that you need that once you're off that high, can kind of help you assess and-, and Yeah, you and can explore it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and almost like in a safe space, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you find that, or how did you understand that to be what works for you in terms of cannabis being that help for you with PTSD? Well, it's funny because I've always used it as recreational, sure. you know? But realizing that this is actual medicine and that it actually like calms me, you know, keeps me from being anxious if I'm feeling anxious is it's mind blowing. Yeah. You know, it's it's comforting. And you know, I also have therapy, just like you were saying, that that's not gonna be the whole fix. You know, mm-hmm. I go to therapy too to try to manage my PTSD. Sure. You know, so... Do you feel like while you're in therapy, is it more helpful helpful or less helpful to, um, I don't want to say be high, but, you know, to be under or to have cannabis in you? Um, It depends. Or THC, I think it depends on the day. Yeah? You know? Sometimes Um, you need it, sometimes you don't. Yeah, sometimes. If I'm dealing with something really, really heavy then maybe i won't you know i've got a 13 year old daughter right now and (laughs) a lot of my therapy is centered around her you know and navigating that and yeah so (laughs) like i said it depends on the day for sure for For sure sure, and now so with your expertise right given that ptsd is a specific uh condition or you know uh something that 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 cannabis could help what do you look for in the bud that you that you select right and, and I'm, I'm assuming you typically smoke most of it or is edible part of your um, repertoire too? i don't do edibles too much okay. if i get a hold of some then i will sometimes i'll see something i'm like i just want to try that sure, you know sure. but mostly i'm mostly smoking you and know flower or vape you know oh, okay yeah. okay so what do you look for in the particular strain or you know first of all let's start with there's really three kinds right mm-hmm. so the sativa, you got indica, and then you got the hybrid. The hybrid. Right in the middle. Now, what do you look for in that in terms of PTSD specifically? I am looking for something that's going to be calming. Um, I usually go with a hybrid because I find that indicas kind of put me out. Oh, I see. You know, I, I'm one of those people who I smoke an indica, I'm snoring. Oh, okay. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. so, you know, I don't necessarily want to be knocked out. I'll use the indica if I just need to sleep because sometimes, you know, that's a part of it too. Sometimes you can't sleep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that's when I'll turn to a straight indica is if I just need to get some good rest. Gotcha. But most of the time I'm dealing with the hybrid because with sativas, you know, I don't want to get in my head too much either, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I want more of a mellow, relaxed state. Okay. You know, but not sleepy. Yep. And not like super energized. Energized. Now, now I will possible? if I'm if I'm cleaning the house or I'm doing something I don't necessarily want to do, like cleaning up after my children. Then <laughs> you'll yeah. go with a sativa. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So Absolutely. You, you actually feel a sense of energy. It almost yeah. seems counterintuitive to what I would believe about you know. Well, that's that's the whole thing, you know. I feel like that's definitely a part of what the scare tactics with cannabis is. Yeah. Oh, it makes you lazy and you know all of that. So 
Which it sounds like it can, but <laughs> Yeah, I mean you can absolutely get couch locked, you know. That's why I don't <laughs> You don't go that route. Right? I don't do the indicas that much. So when you use it for you know, to help you sleep, how long of that period like how long does it last for the effect that, you know, it's gonna help you sleep? Well, it is is if I can fall asleep, I'm good. Oh you know? okay, okay. Um <laughs> one time I got some Rick Simpson oil. I was really going through like having a hard time sleeping. And when I was, I was like grinding, you know? Yeah. Um, so I got some Rick Simpson oil because I, you know, know that that's very strong. Now, now what Rick Simpson being the type of strain that it is? Um, yeah, Rick, Rick Simpson oil was created by Rick Simpson. Oh, and okay. basically it was made for cancer patients. So oh. dealing with heavy pain. Interesting. You know, because it basically knocks you out. I took, and you're only supposed to take like a half a rice grain of it. And so it's coming out of syringe. I might have got a whole rice grain <laughs> size, actually. And it's oil, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I just, you know, Dab put, it. put it in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And then when I had that, I woke up groggy, actually. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, I don't think I can do the Rick Simpson oil anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like it what what this is made for, I get it. You know, but this is it's not for me. It's yeah. I woke up and one of my girlfriends, same with her, she has problems sleeping. She's told me the same thing. She's like, Girl, that thing is sitting in a cabinet somewhere. She was like, because I woke up groggy and she's a therapist and she's like This can't happen. Right. She's like <laughs> You know, dealing with her clients, trying to, like, not be groggy. And I was like, it did the same to me. I was like, I was super groggy, like, the rest of the day. So I don't think that's for us. <laughs> so, so when you're tossing these names around like that, and I know there's so many of them, right? There's mm-hmm. infinite number of strains and people oh my are always God. coming up with new ones all the time. Yeah. But is it kind of like where, um, you know, I guess for lack of comparison, but, you know, different beers, right? Let's just say, because wine, well, it's even wine. I mean, there are different types, right? You mm-hmm. have your reds and your whites and, you know, you're kind of in between. So is it is it a lot like that where um, it just really depends on what that person is going for in terms of effect, you know, the smokeability? I mean, how, how does someone approach creating these strains or? Well, okay. So one of the things with interpreting, we don't necessarily go by the names indica and sativa we use narrow leaf and broadleaf broadleaf being your indicas your narrow leaf plant being your sativa oh, interesting and so it 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 varies yeah you know um and that's how you end up with the hybrids so i guess the other question i had too is you know in, in terms of like the branding of it is mm-hmm. it is it very much like someone owns that that strain then or how does that work in that world or they put it out there now anyone can do it as long as they have access to the seeds or you know as far as i know as long as you have access to the seeds you You know you can grow it you know if i was able to get a hold of northern lights then guess what i can grow it and it should be accessible like that it should be just as accessible as getting tomato seeds yeah you know it's ridiculous that you can't buy seeds or clones in dispensaries and you're allowed to grow five plants as a patient (laughs) but yet i can't go into any of these dispensaries and get what i need right you know it should just be readily available 
So, and also, like and going back, just kind of going back to the oil, because I'm intrigued by it. Is this something that you can ask for by name in places, and it's just, do you have this, and you do or you don't kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, technology is great. You know, you could just get online and see what, who has what, you know. And I loved being a patient in Oakland. Mm-hmm. I loved it. You know, going into the dispensary was a whole experience. Yeah. You know, like going in the Apple store, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was a whole experience. You know, you is you've got all this in front of you, and yeah. you're having a conversation with your bud tender. They're showing you stuff. You're smelling stuff. You're like, okay, that's good. That's great. You know, and you feel like you're making an informed decision for sure. I don't necessarily feel like I'm making an informed decision right now when I shop at the dispensary. It's just because I can't even see the product. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, gotcha, gotcha, you gotcha. You can't even see the product. So you're so, just taking their word for it, and then you have to yeah. buy it, and then whatever you get, you get. Whatever you get, you get. Yeah. You know, I can see why. I I bought um a cartridge one time, and I got all the way home, and it wasn't filled all the way, <gasps> and I was just like, what the hell is this? What What's happening here? It's like... <laughs> like they're cutting corners, you think, or what? Yeah, I don't know what they were doing, but I was just like, this isn't okay. And so I <clears throat> had to contact the um, manager and everything, and they rectified the situation, oh, but it wasn't an easy return. You know, mm. actually, I didn't return. They just gave me credit for um, another card. Sure, sure. But the process of that was just ridiculous, because, I mean, you go in and you see signs that say no returns. And that's not really fair. Yeah, no, I haven't been in dispensary yet, so. Oh, yeah, it, it's it's different in, yeah. <laughs> in Illinois, you know. It, like I it said, it just seems so guarded that it just seems like I don't. Why even go through it? Yeah, it, it's just crazy because you go to the West Coast and it's just like, right. hey, you know, I've gotten pot in Colorado, I've gotten it in Seattle, is California. I'm not gonna lie, I don't think I've been to dispensary anywhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> It is what it is, but, hey. but it sounds cool. But and, and, um, I also hear that you've uh, you know had some say in or, or some initiatives towards helping pass some bills here in Illinois. And tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, as I mentioned to you before, I do some work with Shy Normal, mm-hmm. um, and I'm on the legislative committee nice. in Chicago Normal, which has been a really great ride so far. Um, and so basically one of the things that was left out of the original bill was social consumption. And we need things on the books. So social consumption. Mm-hmm, like cannabis lounges. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tours. Um, basically what, the equivalent of bars to alcohol. Yeah. yeah. And even like with the craft grows, like you know how craft beers mm-hmm, have their mm-hmm. whole little thing. You go in and you see where they're making a beer, you know, having a situation like that for your craft growers that are hopefully soon will be hearing something about their licenses, you know. Yeah. Um, but it'll be a good opportunity, I think, because we're going to be talking about smaller cultivators here too. Sure. And it'll give them a leg up to be able to have their product out there. Because, yeah, if I know that there's this dispensary that's doing things like tastings, I'm going to go there. Yeah, you know? for sure. So, you know, there's the need to have safe spaces for consumption. Of course. And personally, I think Chicago is 
going to miss some tourist money behind not having that's a great point that in place that's a great point yeah. especially considered considering that we're surrounded by states that it's very illegal. Mm-hmm. Like Wisconsin's laws are mm-hmm. ridiculous. Indiana. Indiana, yeah. And it's so funny when you're driving, because I was driving to Indiana yesterday, you see billboards for, because they just put a mission dispensary uh, out in the suburbs, like right at the border. Oh, on the Illinois side? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And you, so on the way back, you're seeing all this Well, stuff. on the way... Out. And oh, they'll, they'll have one like, hey, you passed us. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, I'm reading the billboards and I'm kind of laughing. I'm like, oh, that's funny. They want me to turn around. <laughs> okay, I <laughs> They will. want me to come back. Okay. <laughs> that's hilarious. But yeah, no. And, and like, even but, but Wisconsin, I was watching um, a video of a a football player mm-hmm. who had come down and like, and it's just one of those things that obviously pain is such a big part of it, you know, that management, pain management, but that. Yeah, crossed the border, got pulled over, and got cuffed because he had pot. It just seems like, what world are we living in? It's like we're not in Europe where you're going from country to country. Mm -hmm. You're in your own country. Yeah. It just seems asinine to me that that... It's it's backwards. So backwards. And it's scary, too, Mm -hmm. because it's like, okay, I can say if I want to drive to Michigan, well, I got to drive through Indiana on my way back, you know? Yep. And... We got to swim across now. (laughs) But it's true, though. It, it just seems crazy that, that yeah. these these states that, you know, it's like a puzzle piece of missing pieces. I mean, I figure the time will come. I'm sh- All these states are looking at the revenue. Yeah. You know, the revenue is huge. It was huge for taxes. It was more than alcohol last year for Illinois. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah. And they made it impossible to buy. So imagine <laughs> if they made it a lot easier. Easier, yeah, because oh we don't have God. delivery services either. Which is something else that's, that's so true. very much needed, that. you know? What if you're like a patient? Or... Yeah, what if yeah. you're a patient who actually was mobile when you got your card and say you have a bout of something and you just can't get to the dispensary? Yeah. Maybe you didn't put a caregiver on your um, paperwork, you know? So then you're stuck. It seems crazy that being such a blue state that we would take so long to make this happen. Yeah. I mean, we're, we've always been a blue state. Because yeah. California, I mean, this I, I just it just seems crazy to me that we're... Well, the crazy part is we have so many companies that are existing here, too. You mm-hmm. know, so many, you know, they're starting to call Chicago like the cannabis capital because you have all these big companies that are here thriving. Yeah. So it's just ridiculous. We So we have to have social consumption on the books because what's going to happen is you're going to see black and brown people are going to be the ones paying the price yeah. again, yeah. even though... We have this whole law that's supposed to be helping to make things equitable. But doesn't matter if people are still getting in trouble, fined or whatever for consuming. It also seems like it's a generational thing, too, that as the, the younger generation grows up with it, seeing its legalization, seeing that it's not a big deal, mm-hmm. um, that it's far worse you know, with alcohol and DUIs and just, you know, death. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and that's the thing with my kids. I'm... I'm trying to destigmatize it with them. Well, they they don't have any thoughts about it. So there was no stigma there in the first place. But, you know, it's kind of like how in Europe, you know, kids will sit there. There's wine flowing. And then you don't even have that, oh, I can't wait until I can drink wine. You know, my kids are around. I'm not smoking in front of them, obviously, because it's smoke, you know. Sure. But I will roll up in front of them. 
you know, I'm actually about to start growing because I'm a medical patient. I'm allowed five plants mm-hmm. and that's going to be science. You know, we're homeschooling yeah. our two youngest right now. Yeah. So that's going to be our summer science project. Horticulture. I mean, that's yeah. What it is. I mean, and I'm looking at it like by the time that they're adults, this is going to be just super like normalized. Tomatoes, right? Yeah. Like tomatoes. No. And and if you want to grow, you already know how. Right. Yeah. That's you know, so true. So, it's so true. Yeah. We'll get there. I, yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's a matter of time. Right. But mm-hmm. it, it's long overdue. And, and so, yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm very excited for it. But as far as what you're doing now, like what, what's the future for you? And tell me about, you know, the business or whatever you got going on. What, what can we expect from from Ari in the future? So I'm the owner of Chicago Cannabis Concierge. We are a dispensary, a social equity dispensary applicant. But that was actually something that came later. Um, that wasn't the first plan for Chicago Cannabis Concierge. Um, the first plan, which I put, the pandemic kind of put a whole mm, stop on it, you know. Yeah. Um, but basically, I will be doing Canna Curious events, like tastings yeah. for people in their homes. Because again, we don't have social consumption laws on the book we, books. We don't have lounges or anything. Yeah. So it, it would have to be like a private, private a private residence, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because kind of like one a wine of the, tasting, right? Like yeah, that, absolutely. Like, a home wine tasting. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um and it's just so funny because I've definitely have talked to women who are my age, maybe even older, and they've never even tried cannabis. And I'm like, Oh, well now that it's legal, maybe I will. Hmm. How how is that though when someone and especially the stigma maybe not so much as the cannabis itself, as the smoking part mm-hmm. of it? Um, how much I mean the learning curve is there right but like mm-hmm. how do you approach someone that says I want to try this like I have these ailments but the smoking part is what how, how do I get past that well you can suggest to um take it another way you know I mean, but I mean is that really the you know that the only alternative then like if, some, if someone has that kind of hesitation towards starting out because it is smoke or mm-hmm. they don't know how to or you know whatever it is um that it's kind of like, well, if you if you can't, then you might as well stick to an edible or something else. Is that really the alternative? I think so. I mean, I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable yeah. about what they're doing. Right. You know? Um, I mean, you've got trans, But I think it takes away the experience, too. There's something about that communal experience, which, again, has also stopped because of COVID. You know, I can't remember the last time I smoked with somebody that I don't live with, you know, with my husband, you know. Um, So, yeah, I would just have those other options for someone, but I can't. I can't force yeah, somebody. Right. No, no, no. But at least so, they have you, though. But and yeah, so, so. Well, if if you're listening out there, and you know you're hearing Ari, and you're saying, you know, I want to try, I want to try a new experience, or or maybe try it for the first time. Uh, I'd encourage you to reach out to her. There's going to be a form below um, that you can contact her through. But please uh, reach out. And, and Ari, thank you so much for sharing everything. You know, all of it. This is, this is amazing. Thank you for having me.